I was thinking a little bit about how um, the government always seems to act like they care so much about us. They're doing all of these things for our good because they care about the children. They care about they care about crime. They care about grandma. They care about all of that stuff, right? They they're from the government and they're there to help. Absolutely, yes, they are. So death looms large as we stand at the precipice of destruction. Do I really stand alone on this hill? Sometimes I feel like I do. Do most people really not see the storm raging before them? It certainly seems that way. Our government on all levels is completely out of control. I think a lot of you paying attention will agree with me on that point. They, long, they no longer care about what we the people have to say. Our government officials no longer consider the Constitution or their oath of office to be absolute. And now that is out in the open. The words were actually said. Just last week, the tyrannical governor of New Mexico, which I have referred to as the tiny tyrant, by proclamation decided to temporarily suspend the right to keep and bear arms by law-abiding Americans. The reason used is because it is in response to a public health emergency. Oh my God, it's an emergency. Others have argued that it's only for 30 days. <laughs> the tiny tyrant claims this is because she cares about children being killed in gun crimes. Apparently, this is different than her support for doctors killing babies all the way up to the day of birth. Maybe it's different than her support for abortions of babies at all stages of pregnancy by the satanic temple. This tyrant willfully allows sexual predators to assault your children in public schools, along with a lot of other Democrats. Wake up, people. This wannabe dictator does not care about your children or your freedom or the Constitution or her oath of office. She said it. She said it. I played it on the show last week. Her oath of office and the Constitution is not absolute. Now they've actually said the words that have not been said for years now. They've come right out and talked about it. And I have talked about this before, about oath of office. There are no consequences whatsoever. These people swear an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. And yet, now they've come out blatantly and admitted that they no longer take their oath seriously. We've all heard the stories many times of children who tell their mothers or fathers of abuse that they are experiencing at the hands of someone, only to be ignored or not believed. Often little girls have been abused sexually while a parent turns a blind eye to it. The damage that we often cause through apathy, indifference, and fear is often more traumatic than the abuse itself. In truth, this applies to any problems that people ignore or cower to. We've seen a lot of cowering over the past few years, people. Our children are being destroyed emotionally, psychologically, cognitively, and even physically while millions of parents pretend that it's not happening and do nothing. Our country, our children's home, is being dismantled 
and yet we ignore it as if it is just temporary. The type of damage being wrought, brothers and sisters, is lifelong and most assuredly eternally destructive. I've been fighting this war for years now with my words on this radio show by sacrificing my valuable time, organizing and attending protests, and by standing on the street corners with signs attempting to warn all Americans about what is transpiring. And yet it's still being allowed to happen. A hot war is coming soon if we continue in our current state of malaise. It will be difficult to pretend when it's you who are lying in the dirt with a boot heel planted firmly on your throat. Let me give you some examples of how our government cares about us so much. By 1944, the medical team of the Manhattan Project, headed by Stafford Warren, concluded that a controlled experiment on humans was necessary. They came up with a plan to inject radioactive elements, including polonium, plutonium, and uranium, into civilian patients around the country. Between April 1945 and July 1947, 18 subjects were injected with plutonium, 6 with uranium, 5 with polonium, and at least 1 with americium. I hope I pronounced that right. The experiments were were performed at Manhattan Project-affiliated hospitals in Rochester, New York, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, Chicago, Illinois, and San Francisco, California. In 1932, the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in black men was a real experiment. In this study, the CDC, which well, we, we all trust the CDC so much, oh my gosh, and the United States Public Health Service observed 600 African American males as the progression of syphilis ravaged their bodies. They were told that they would be treated for bad blood, but didn't receive any help. This experiment lasted until 1973, and these men could have been cured as early as 1943 with the use of penicillin, but they wanted to see how they died. This is your American government, people. In 1991, federal officials, for the first time, admitted that the military conducted mustard gas experiments on enlisted men during World War II. According to declassified records and reports published soon after, three types of experiments were done. Patch tests, where liquid mustard gas was applied directly onto test subject's skin. Field tests, where subjects were exposed to gas outdoors in simulated combat settings. And chamber tests, where men were locked into gas chambers while mustard gas was piped inside. From 1950 through 1953, the U.S. Army conducted Operation LAC, which stands for Large Area Coverage, spraying chemicals over six cities in the United States and Canada. Now, are you still sure that those chemtrail things are just conspiracy theories? A 1953 article in the medical scientific journal Clinical Science described a medical experiment in which researchers intentionally blistered the skin on the abdomens of 41 children, who ranged in age from 8 to 14, using 
cantharidin. The study was performed to determine how severely the substance injures, irritates the skin of children. After the studies, the children's blistered skin was removed with scissors and swabbed with peroxide. Then there was Operation Top Hat. Seven research projects involving chemical weapons and human subjects was submitted by the Chemical Corps for Secretary of the Army approval in August of 1953. One project involved visitants. One involved Fosgen, which is an industrial chemical used to make plastics and pesticides. Kind of makes me wonder about that train crash in Ohio. Five were experiments which involved nerve agents. All seven were approved. From approximately 1951 to 1974, the Holmesburg prison in Pennsylvania was the site of extensive dermatological research operations using prisoners as subjects. Led by Dr. Albert M. Kligman of the University of Pennsylvania, the studies were performed on behalf of Dow Chemical Company, the U.S. Army, and Johnson & Johnson. In one of the studies for which Dow Chemical paid Kligman $10,000, Kligman injected dioxin, a highly toxic carcinogenic compound, which is found in Agent Orange, a chemical that Dow was manufacturing for use in Vietnam at the time, into 70 prisoners. MKUltra in 1953, the CIA placed several of its interrogation and mind control programs under the direction of a single program known by the code name MKUltra. After CIA Director Alan Dulles complained about not having enough human guinea pigs to try these extraordinary techniques, the MKUltra project was under the direct command of Dr. Sidney Gottlieb of the Technical Services Division. The project received over $25 million and involved hundreds of experiments on human subjects at 80 different institutions. Here's the one I like the best. More than 50 mentally disabled children, ages 5 to 10, under the care of Dr. Saul Krugman, a respected pediatrician from New York, was wanted to determine if there were multiple strains of hepatitis and whether a vaccine could be created to protect against the disease. Krugman and his partner, Dr. Joan Giles, used the Willowbrook residents to test a preliminary vaccine for this disease that had killed millions worldwide. From 1955 to 1970, the children were injected with the virus itself or made to drink chocolate milk mixed with the feces from other infected children in order to study their immunity. This was your United States government experimenting, experimenting on we, the people. To me, it sounds a lot more like stories from Nazi Germany. Matter of fact, the Nazis were doing these sort of things. Yet, despite all of this, you still allowed an experimental vaccine to be injected into your body. You allowed your children to be injected. You encouraged your grandmother to be injected. After all the VAERS reports came in and the thousands of doctors and other professionals were out there talking about how people were being injured and killed by this poison, you went out and got a booster. 
and the corrupt state-run news agencies continued to talk about how it was safe and effective. Before you go, just believing the science, or anything else for that matter, you better make sure that you are not the science. I tell you this as well. We better stop believing everything these evil people say and do. I'm sick of feeling like I'm all alone in this fight. But I will fight evil to the end. I still remember all the times I went shopping in Walmart and other stores over the past few years and was literally the only person in the store not wearing a ridiculous mask. I remember being chased around the store by raving, brainwashed lunatics with a mask in their hand. Then you gotta wear this mask. I still remember being thrown out of Costco for not wearing a mask while a sea of masked morons all stood by and did nothing. I do want to convey how thankful I am for all my friends that showed up last Sunday with me to protest our corrupt evil governor's illegal executive order. We need to keep doing that. Our government has become so corrupt that we can no longer believe anything they say. Our media is simply a propaganda arm of the government, just like in any other communist country. And in conclusion, here are some truth bombs for you, or as the state-run media would tell you, conspiracy theories. President Kennedy was killed by a deep state operation, probably the CIA. 9-11 was another inside job, as is witnessed by the fall of Building 7 at 5.30 p.m. that same day. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. The USA, USA is no longer a republic or a democracy, as a lot of you like to call it, but rather an oligarchy, as witnessed by this last scam of an election, as well as the constitutional violations happening against citizens now all over the place. Political opponents get arrested in communist dictatorships. That's what's happening now in this country. Oh, and lastly, another one I thought of. I don't believe Osama bin Laden was really dumped off a Navy ship. That never made any sense to me. I, 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 I scratched my head from the beginning. It's like, why in the world would they do that? <laughs> Which makes you question, did, was he really killed? I don't know. Those of you that are afraid of your government and are hiding in the shadows in fear of retribution, you're not alone. Join us in the resistance and show them that as a free American, you will not roll over and submit to tyranny.